Welcome to Pursuit Church Mornington Podcast with Pastor Brian Carden. The message you are about to hear will help you build your faith in Christ and grow in the knowledge of His will. Let's go right into the message. Out of Matthew chapter 6, verse 24, Jesus said, No man or no one can serve two masters. Matthew 6, 24. No one or no man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other. And that's something. And do you know there's only two masters on the planet? And there is no gray area. That means there is no such thing as having no master in the spirit because there's two kingdoms. That's it. I don't care what country, color, language, whatever you are, two kingdoms, two masters. Let that sink in for a moment. Jesus said, you'll hate the one and love the other, or else you'll be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God. You see that? And mammon. Now, he didn't say you can't serve God and the devil, did he? Do you see that? But we know that the God of this world uses the system of this world because mammon is built upon lust. What is lust? You know, we look at that oftentimes as, you know, kind of a sexual thing. Uh, but uh, it, it's much more broader than that. But Satan likes to distract humanity and abuse them uh, in certain areas to get them thinking of it in one direction, and, and he highlights a lot of those things. Uh, we've seen that through uh, history and all the atrocities that happen on the planet in that one area there. But uh, let me just say this. Lust is much bigger than that area. And when you uncover these things in the spirit and you begin to see it for what it is, oh my. And what happens at this point is we, we learn how to come out from the world and be separate in the spirit. Come on. And you begin to learn how to walk in the path and in the way of God to serve him. Isn't that good news? Huh? Have you ever evaluated yourself? You know, am I serving God today? Just thought about it at all? Huh? When we start thinking about that, number one thing comes to our mind, well, we need to go serve people. Because that's kind of what we've been taught. That's about the level because, you know, a lot of churches just want to get a lot of people doing stuff in church. Well, you got quiet. But you know, it's not about that alone. That's, the, that's another low form of it, to be honest with you. It's part of it, but it's not the highest level. Because Jesus didn't say people. He said mammon. And he talked about God. That's why he says, set your priority in verse 31. He says, therefore, do not worry, saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink? What shall we wear? Why is that? Because you've set your priority to not serve mammon, but to serve God with your whole life. Is this okay? And that's so important. 
I want to encourage each and every person today as we just kind of reiterate a few little topics here as we go through these, these little steps of understanding how important it is because Jesus wants to not only protect, keep, watch over, bless, heal, all of those wonderful things, but also there's some other areas I'm going to talk about of outcomes today that honestly are probably a lot more weightier uh, just in the natural uh, for us, even emotionally and psychologically, uh, than anything that this world, you can get from it. Isn't that good news? How many want to hear some of those outcomes? Amen. Verse 32, for after all these things, Matthew 6, 32, for after all these things, the Gentiles seek. That's the world. That's what he's talking about. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things. Everybody say all these things. Say it again. All these things. You hear that? Who said that? Did I say that? You know, I've had people come up to me and say, at times after a message, say, well, you know, uh, I heard you uh, say this. And, uh, you know, like they disagree with it. And I, I say, I didn't say that. And they say, yes, you did. And I said, no, I didn't say that. And they say, yes, you did. I said, no, I didn't say that. Jesus said it. Amen. Amen. True. Who said it? Jesus said it. <laughs> Isn't that good news? Woo. I'd say that'll lift some weight right off of you. Oh, praise the Lord. For the Father knows that you need all these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. You know, Jesus didn't say in verse 24 that you can't be saved huh, and serve mammon or serve God. No. See, first of all, to be saved, to serve God, you want to be saved. Amen. But that's not what he's talking about. He's talking about serving, serving, serving. You know, serving has, a, when you really just meditate. Anybody ever take time and meditate on things? I'll tell you, that is so important. How many of you want to go from faith to faith and glory to glory, huh? By the Spirit of God, by the, by the knowledge of God. I'll tell you, it's so important today. Well, first of all, we need to put first things first. You're going to have to get this right in the Spirit. You're going to have to get it right in your mind. Amen? You've got to put first things first. You're going to have to start saying, you know what? Glory to God, Jesus I'm going to put your kingdom first. That's what you said to do. You're going to have to prioritize. Oh, hallelujah. I said, oh, hallelujah. Isn't that good news? I tell you, when you get that priority right, that's your first step. You see that? After you're saved, come on, we, we, like, we, we want to serve God the way we see fit. We want to serve God how it feels good to us. We want to serve God in what is convenient oftentimes. We want to serve God at what level, so to speak, we will do that. But we need to evaluate whether or not we're doing it the way God said to do it. Because God's not an obligation to fulfill his promise to you in your disobedience. Are you hearing me? God is not obligated to just do anything necessarily for us or toward us. Remember, he is God, but he does it according to the covenant that we have. 
And it comes in this place when we begin to set that priority. Are you hearing me right now? Because you have a master, and his name is Jesus. Remember, there's no gray area, because you're going to be serving one or the other. Huh? I got one pointing up this way and one sideways. You know what I'm talking about? Horizontal and vertical. (laughs) Truth is, we need to learn to think more on the things above. Now, that doesn't mean that we're not living an earthly life with wisdom and understanding and everything that we do. And we're not, it doesn't mean that we're not working. It doesn't mean anything. No, but listen, we're using and learning from God who is a spirit. And everything you see is spiritual. Every human is, is, is a spirit in a body. Is that right? Think about it. And everything that was created, what we can touch and see, was created by a spirit, which is God. And he called those things that be not as though they were. And then it began. He said, let there be light. And there was. Come on, are you with me right now? So God's going to teach us by hearing, by saying, because that's how he works. That's why faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You know, years ago, I got this understanding that faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing. Amen. Come on. See, we think we heard it once and I got it. Yeah, I know it all now. I can, you know, I got faith. Well, that's going to be tested. Sometimes we receive it with gladness, but when the trials and the persecution and other things and the sun rises up on it, so to speak, maybe the next morning, it scorches it because it just had a little bit of earth in it. But you're going to have to get it down deep in your spirit to where you're going, oh, I believe that. I receive it and I believe it. Now I'm going to start doing it. I'm going to start applying it in my life at all area that I can and every time I come on and you're going to have to pray and say, God, recall Holy Spirit, recall all things back to my remembrance, the things that you've spoken to me. Glory to God, I'm going to remember it. It's in my spirit. You're going to bring it up when I have need of it. And in the name of Jesus, come on, I'm going to be applying that. And it's learning how to walk in the spirit. It's learning how to do this daily. Is this okay? You know, years ago, I, I always thought, you know, we need to learn how to be trained to be rain, to reign, huh? In life, through one Jesus Christ, because we have been giving that place in him. And that's good news. I said, that's good news. But we do have a battle. We do have a, a struggle or a fight of faith, a struggle of faith while we're on this planet. And we have to learn how to implement and to walk in it. So that we can overcome, so we can, we can serve God. I tell you, it's a lot better serving God than anything else, than the God of this world through his systems and his ways that causes us to continually fall on our face, huh? In the spirit, so to speak, in the natural. But we have to rise up. Come on. And I'm going to show you a few things. You know, one of the revelations that we need to have, first of all, is that it begins, all of this begins with a revelation, doesn't it? Think about it. It all begins with the revelation of who Jesus is. Jesus said, I'm going to build my rock on the church, on the revelation 
of who he is. I'm going to build my church and what? The gates of hell shall not prevail. Come on, that's that system. That's the God of this world. The Bible says, Jesus said, if you will get this revelation, let it get deep on the inside of you. It's going to be the cornerstone of everything I'm going to build. Then through the, through the knowledge of the prophets and the teachers, I'm going to build that upon your life. I'm going to set the foundation strong on the inside of you, which is the word of God. And I'm going to build on your life. From, from that point, once that foundation is laid, I'm going to start putting a framework around it. Then I'm going to put the, uh, you know, the, the, the plasterboard on. I'm going to put all of the stuff that's needed. Huh, the soundproofing, the peace of God, which guards your heart and mind. I'm going to put all this stuff in there if you will just continually build on the revelation that I first started in you, which is what I did. Come on, if you can hear Jesus talking to you. What God did in Christ, what Jesus did for you, in you, come on, and what he has for you through his covenant of the blood of Jesus, through the blood of Jesus. So important. And oftentimes we, we, we kind of, you know, we just kind of want to live this thing, and, uh, you know, and, and just kind of get by. That's why we, we get beat up. Huh? We don't want to just get by. Come on, we, we, we're in a fight. We're in a race. And we want to champion this thing. There's a lot of people, they, they want to champion in, in footy and in soccer and all these other things. But man, let's champion something that means something for eternity. Huh? Let's champion something. Let's have that same attitude in the spirit with the study of the word of God and getting in it and taking time to do something. I want to show you this. Look at Joshua 1, verse 8. Y'all ready for some outcomes? Here's how you can get some of these outcomes. Joshua 1. So Jesus is going to build your life. He's building his church. That's what this church is founded on, on a revelation. On the revelation of Jesus, on the revelation of his purpose, on the revelation of God, on the revelation of the word. And that will challenge you sometimes based upon what you think you know about the church and what it is and what it serves, what its purposes are. Oh, glory to God. But that's okay. Come on, we need to let the word purge out the old leaven. Are you there? Joshua 1 8 says, This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth or from your mouth, but you should meditate on it day and night. Meditate therein day and night that you might find your way prosperous. Or you may find your way prosperous. Or, man, I've got all kinds of different translations. But you might be careful to do all that is written in therein. For then you will make your way prosperous. Then you will have good success. See, it says meditate in the word so that you can be careful to do everything according to it that's written in it. You know, I've had people ask me, so are you trying to make, you know, preachers out of everybody? No, this is just what Christians do. The Bible says my people are destroyed for what? A lack of? Is that right? You know what the, one of the third thing is after having excellence of character out of Second Peter? I read that this morning about the great and precious promises that we are protectors of, that we can have, that we can enter into, that we can walk in. You know, he said after you 
are born again and you enter into this area, this area receive, you're saying, Jesus, I'm going to receive these great and precious promises that you have for me in life. He says, with that faith that you begin with, add to your faith, add to the revelation of Jesus, excellence of character. Amen. That means, you know, years ago, I asked my pastor, uh, when I sat down with him one day, uh, in a very, I don't know, it's probably about a 10-minute, 15-minute conversation. I think I talked about 12 minutes, believe it or not, huh? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But he did say something to me that day because I looked at him and I said, because I, I was very sincere about finding uh, a pastor that, that, that knew God, not just about him, that I could grow and learn and develop. And I asked him, I said, I don't want to miss God. I don't want to miss him. And he looked at me, and he got these, he's got these real deep blue eyes. He looked at me, real strong, and he just looked at me and said, don't sin. Well, actually, he did it a little bit different. He leaned over this desk and hollered at me, don't sin, like that, you know. I'm like, okay. And he says, I asked the same question to my spiritual father, Lester Summerall. He said, and that's exactly what he told me. He said, how do I not miss God? I just don't want to miss him. He said, don't sin. Okay. So he gave it to me. I'm giving it to you. Don't sin. <laughs> Amen. Glory to God. You say, oh, but I, I don't know if I, I can't, I, I can't help that. Yeah, you can. Sure. You just don't yield your members to it. It's just that simple. Oh, it's gotten real quiet in here. I don't know. <laughs> Praise the Lord. How many of you don't want to miss God? I said, how many want to serve God and not miss him? Well, if you still love something out there with it, I mean, you, I guess you have some problems with that. Okay. So the Bible says to meditate therein day and night. So meditate, what does it mean to meditate? It just means literally, guys, if we're going to go into this thing and see the things that God has for us continually just pouring out on our life, come on, are you with me right now? This isn't a wish and a hope. Come on, you're like, oh, God, I'm just wishing you would do this for me. And then, then you know, we say a little prayer, and then we just kind of go out there and say, okay, you know, I'm just going to make it happen. Huh? Well, that's not, wait on the Lord. We sang that this morning. Huh? Get your faith out there and watch God. Watch God begin to move. Watch God begin to add. Watch God begin to do things. It doesn't mean that you don't press forward in certain areas. No, you got to press forward in the wisdom of God. That's what meditation will do. What does it mean that you'll make your way prosperous and have good success? This is probably better understood as having wisdom in the affairs of life. That's what it means to meditate in the word day and night, to start meditation. What does it mean to meditate? You know, for years, I've practiced this understanding of meditating in the word. I take a scripture. Like now, faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things. I've never set out to memorize a scripture except for in Bible college when they told me I had to. Huh? And when I was a teenager and I was doing certain Bible drills and stuff, but I set it out just to memorize it. But the study of the Word of God, the meditation on the Word of God is, is different. It just kind of comes with ease, so to speak. Because I'm not trying to set out to memorize it. I'm just thinking on it. Are you hearing me? I'm meditating on it. I am not just trying to put it to memory just to have something put to memory. I'm going, glory to God, now. Faith is the substance. 
Substance, 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 substance. Substance. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. Mm. Where's faith go? Faith, faith, faith. Now faith, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. It's in the spirit. Hallelujah, glory to God. It's going to, come on, you just begin to meditate. You meditate. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. For things, 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 things. What things? Things hoped for. The evidence. It's the evidence. Oh my goodness, it's evidence. Evidence of what? That that thing that I'm hoping for, it's the evidence. What is evidence? You know, if I produced evidence of anything today, that is a fact, that is the actual fact that it exists and that, that it was proving something, huh? Evidence proves something. It's evidence. Is that right? Y'all know what evidence is, right? Anybody ever watch a crime show or something? Huh? Somebody produces evidence? Well, that's what, that's what faith is. Faith is the evidence. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence. What is faith? You see? Wishing... Knowing some, or, or hearing sometimes, but not, not, having, not, not yet in a place where it's a substance in you, that it becomes evidence of the thing not seen. Oh, glory to God. Think about that. You hear that? That's what the Bible says. I didn't say it. That's what the Bible says. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not seen. It's not a wish, and, and oh, God, it's, it's when you've heard the word and you have received it in your spirit, and it's become a reality on the inside of you before you see it. Like Abraham, he believed God. Not believed in God, he believed God. Why, how did he believe God? Because he heard, because he, God said, as it is written, I like that, as it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations before him whom he believed God, who quickens the dead and calls those things that be not as though they were. Come on, are you with me? Huh? That's what it says. It says that he was strong in faith, giving glory to God. And he didn't consider the deadness of his, Sarah's womb or even in his own body now dead, being over 100 years old. Isn't that good news? No, he was strong in faith, the Bible says. He was strong in faith, strong in faith, strong in that substance that what God said is going to come to pass. He believed God. I said he believed God. We need more believers. Come on, everybody say this with me. I'm a believer. Come on, say it again. I'm a believer. I'm not a doubter. Come on, say it again. I'm a believer. I'm not a doubter. Come on, he believed God. So I'm not sure if I have a word in that circumstance. You got, a, you got it. You just hadn't gotten in it. Sometimes you got to get in it before he actually reveals it to you and says it to you. Oftentimes we're praying for that word. Oh, God, give me a word. Oh, God, give me a word. And we go, we go church to church bouncing around looking for one too sometimes. Whenever he's got one right here for you. So you meditate in the word day and night. Then you'll find your way prosperous. Then you'll have good success. That's what the Bible says. And he also tells us, he says, have not commanded you be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened. Do not be dismayed. Don't be, don't be, don't be confused and discouraged and, 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 and scared and, and, and thinking, oh, my God, what's going to happen? Oh, God, oh, God. Have you ever been there? I've been there. <laughs> Amen. Sure. Who hasn't felt like that at some point? Who hasn't had to remind themselves and get into that place of what God has said? He's also able to perform. 
that God has revealed what he's spoken to you by the word. Aren't you glad that his mercies are fresh and new every day? Oh, I need the mercy of God. How about you? I said, how about you? You know, the Bible says when, when people came to Jesus for healing, almost without fail, they always said this, have mercy. Hmm. Woo, we can trust in what? The sure mercies of God. See, the devil wants to tell you, you know what? You messed up. You failed. You're no good. Why does he do that? To control you. To keep you from receiving faith into your spirit to receive what God has for you. Because faith is how you receive from God. Are you hearing me? Faith isn't some kind of religious cliche or some move of something out there. No, it's something that comes to us by an understanding of who God is, what he has for us, what he's done in us. And this Bible will become a, a reality to you, not just a letter to you that you believe in, but a reality to you inside your spirit. It'll become heaven on earth inside of you. It'll be God's doorway and pathway or window that we call it. Come on, you know he opens up the windows of heaven, pours out a blessing that you cannot contain. All of a sudden, you get a revelation of something, and wow, I receive it in the spirit. Next thing you know, it comes to pass. Huh? We learn how to walk in that way. We learn how to walk in that. We're talking about outcomes today. How many of you want some outcomes? I tell you, it's so important that we learn to meditate. Meditation. Second, James chapter 1, verse 22. James 1, 22 says, Be you doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourself. James 1, 22 says, But be doers of the word. You hear that? And not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. Wow. Did you know we can deceive ourselves? You can deceive yourself. We can sit right here and literally deceive ourselves. Like, yeah, I ain't got to do that. Uh, you know, well, I, don't, I don't have to do that. I don't, I don't need that. I don't. We hear it, but we don't do it. Come on. Be doers of the word. Meditate and do. Meditate and do. Meditate and do. Everybody say this with me. Meditate. Come on, meditate. Meditate, meditate in what? The Word of God. Huh? We're going to meditate in the Word of God. And then what are we going to do? We're going to do. Everybody say do. do. Do the Word of God. So we're going to meditate and we're going to do. Amen? Come on, we want to see outcomes that God says we can have. Thank God for the sure mercies every morning. As the sun rises on the just and the unjust alike, thank God for that. But God wants you to walk in a higher level than the mammon system of this world where we're just trying to beat the rock, so to speak, of this world and get something to happen. Huh? We're, trying to, we're trying to till up the cursed ground and make it produce for us. Instead, of, we're going to have to learn how to walk by faith and not by sight. Isn't that what the Bible says? Faith is not blind, you know, walking around going, you know, God, I'm just out here walking. And God, I thank you that you are my God, but I'm just walking. That's not what he's talking about. Amen. 
Faith sees. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not seen. Do you see what I'm saying? Huh? Faith sees what God says, receives it into the spirit before you see it in the natural so it can become natural. But oftentimes, we discount it because we're not meditating in the word. We're not rejoicing on that place of faith that God has put in our spirit. We're not adding to our faith, excellence, other other areas, whether it be patience and all these other things that we need to do, endurance, self-control, all of these things. We need to add to our faith. Add to that area of faith. Add to your faith. If God said it, God put it in there. God showed you. God revealed it to you. Add it. Grab a hold of it. Put it in your spirit. Begin to pray over it. Begin to rejoice in it. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Begin to believe it. Abraham believed God. What did he do? According to the promise. He believed God according to the promise. Amen. I said amen. Come on, he believed God according to the promise that what God had said, he will be. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, somebody got something in their spirit that God has spoken to you about? Has God put something into your heart that God has said? Oh, hallelujah. Then the Bible says we need to glorify God. We need to rejoice. We need to praise him. We need to be giving him thanks. Oh, hallelujah. Why? Because you believe God. If you believe God, you'd probably be acting a lot different about that situation. Think about it. If we believe God, then there would be a different kind of attitude, the character that we would have if we believe God. But what do we do? Oh, we like to kind of put our spiritual things over here and our natural things over here. This is our God thing. This is our natural thing. Now, we need to make sure the natural thing... Mammon, are you hearing me? Don't even make sense when you evaluate it in the spirit and by the word of God. Huh? We got God here and we got this life. We're just hoping God does something for us. That's why a lot of times we act and talk and believe. When God says, I've given you great and precious promises, add to your faith. Faith comes by hearing. Hearing by the word of God, getting it in your spirit and believing God according to what you've heard. And the Bible says we need to have the faith of Abraham. Come on, he's the father of our faith. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, we're talking about outcomes today. How do we get outcomes? Meditate in the word. Meditate in the thing that you see in the word that God is speaking to you in the moment and just meditate on it. You know what meditation is like? Anybody ever been around cows before? Huh? I, we had cows. I've had horses. I've done all this. Amen. One of the things that uh, I found with cattle is, did you know they, they chew their food more than once? Huh? They eat it. Om, om, om. It goes down. and uh, All of a sudden, it comes back up. Huh? We call it chewing the cud. Huh? And they chew it again. They chew it again, they chew it again, and they just keep on chewing, they just keep on chewing on it, and it goes to the second stomach. So you got a mind and you got a second stomach. Jesus called it the belly, honey, which is your spirit. See, sometimes you'll get it in here, you'll hear it, and you'll walk out of here, and on Monday the sun comes up, gone. 
Why? Because you didn't take time right after you heard something was spoken to you. Oh, my Lord. I'm going mm, to chew on that for a little while. I'm going to chew on it. I'm going to be chewing on some real food, but I'm going to be chewing in my mind. I'm going to be chewing in my mind until it gets in my spirit. And also, when it hits your spirit, you're going to know it. Trust me. You're going to go, ooh, ooh, I got it. Remember an old song, I got it. Huh? Where do you think that came from? Huh? Because it got in there. It got through all of the noise. That's why the Bible says to do what? Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. Renew your mind. Why? Because there's a lot of noise happening between your two ears that's not real. But the devil wants to make it real because that's what fear is. Huh? See, fear tried to tell you it's all real. It's all real. It's real. It's real. No single, it's real. It's real. It's real. Huh? That's the opposite of what God says about you. Opposite of what God's going to do in your life. But when you get a hold of that, oh, that's what everybody thinks. It's real, it's real, it's real. I've seen too many Christians walk off right before breakthrough, right before purging sometimes of leaven or other things that might be stopping or hindering what's going on in their head in the natural. So they can't receive what God's about to do in the spirit. You know, I've heard it said many times, Ishmael comes before Isaac. But you need to be careful. Ishmael didn't need to happen in the first place. Well, praise the Lord. You ready for this one? Last one. I got more, but I'll give you this one. We'll be, we'll be done. Philippians chapter 4, verse 5. Philippians 4, verse 5. So we're, we're talking about outcomes. How do you have outcomes? Guys, this is, I'm not standing up here for my own benefit doing that. I mean, it's helping me too, amen? But at the same time, it's here, it's here for you. You might say, well, I know it. Well, okay, then are you chewing on it? That's how you know it. Be a doer of the word and not a hearer only. I used to do it. Well, do it again. Do it again. Keep chewing. You've got breath in your body. Keep chewing. God is not done with you yet. He's got something he wants to do through you. Amen? Come on, he has something he wants to do for you. Isn't that good news? Philippians chapter 4 verse 5 says, Let your moderation be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. That means, hey, Jesus is coming. Put more of your focus not on the things of this world. That's what he's saying. And then he says in verse 6, he says, Don't worry about anything. I like to say it like that. Be careful for nothing. That's what that means. Don't worry about anything. Oh, Lord, wouldn't that be nice? I said, wouldn't that be nice? I mean, we spend how many hours worrying? I'm just saying. Isn't that true? Many people worry. Worry, worry, worry. You know, uh, my mama used to say, you know, uh, something like, a, be a, don't be a worry wart. Not even sure what that means. I guess that comes up and um, annoys you. Uh, worry will annoy you. It, it won't let you sleep at night. Huh? It'll make you think you're not, you're not achieving anything. It'll make you think you're not, you're not amounting to anything. You, it's making you think uh, that you're not, you know, your life is no good. Uh, it's making you think uh, all of these things, and you're just worrying about the future. You're worrying about everything. You're worry, worry. But what does the Bible say? Jesus said, be anxious for nothing. And he says, don't worry about anything. Come on. Instead, 
pray about everything. Huh? But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, where? Come on. With thanksgiving, you know where this happens? It happens first in the spirit. That's where it happens. It happens in your heart first. Sure, it's going to happen in your spirit, man. See, we need to tell God, because where does prayer come from? Prayer comes out of your heart, not out of your mind. Can I just help you just for a moment in prayer? You know, I've prayed many prayers that I've had to correct myself, even repent and say, God, I'm sorry, I I, I just said those words. I'm thinking it, but I'm not praying it in the spirit. It's not happening because it needs to come out of my spirit, a place of faith. We're out of my spirit and say, glory to God. I remember one time uh, I had gotten exposed to a, a deadly uh, thing, and uh, it, it, was, it, it was began to affect my body and actually grow in my body. And, and uh, I woke up in the middle of the night. I'm coughing. It's a respiratory issue uh, that's happening in my body, and it wasn't COVID. And, uh, uh, and, but it could be COVID for somebody. I don't know who. But, but I'm telling you right now, if, you, if you'll hear this, uh, and, and I, was, I woke up, and man, I'm, I woke up praying in the Holy Ghost. I woke up praying in tongues and coughing at the same time. I was sound asleep. I woke up praying in spirit. And next thing you know, I'm, I'm coughing. And I get up and I, I, I go to my, my study. And, and I go in there and I pray. I didn't get a breakthrough that first time. Didn't get a breakthrough the second time. Then I, I had to travel somewhere and go to a conference and do a conference in, in Alexandria, Louisiana. And, and I, go in there, I go in my study, and I sit down on my Bible, and, I, and I, just, I just started getting the Word a little bit. And then I just closed my Bible, and just, just got into the Spirit, and I just began to stay, sit there, and I began to pray. And the first time I prayed, I prayed out of my mind. Second time I prayed, I prayed out of my mind. Third time I prayed, I prayed out of my mind. And then I repented, and I said, glory to God. I know what it's like to pray in the Spirit and receive. I know how to receive. Glory to God, I'm going to receive. I'm going to receive. I'm going to receive. I'm not, I'm not going to, it's got to get through your head. It's got to get through the first belly. Into the second place. And so I, I begin to pray out of there. Just like you received there, you got to speak out of there. Right? You got to get your speaker connected to your believer. And, and, and I, got it in, I, got it in my, I got it in my spirit. And I, just, uh, and I begin to pray. I said, glory to God. In the name of Jesus. <laughs> oh, I receive my healing. Sing this. Go. In the name of Jesus, I receive it. I receive it. I receive it right now. I'm healed by the blood of Jesus. I'm healed. I'm healed. I receive it. And I knew I received it in my spirit. I knew I prayed, and I knew God heard me when I prayed. And the Bible says if you believe that God hears you when you pray, you'll have the petition that you ask. Isn't that good news? See, we make prayer so hard sometimes, but it's just like that, and that's all the prayer I had. Right there, that's all I did. I got up from there, and I was healed as I went. It didn't leave immediately, but within just a by the time I got to that conference, I had no cough. My body was completely made whole. It was gone. And I knew of a lady who had been in that same uh, room and everything. She was exposed to the same stuff. They didn't. They diagnosed her with tuberculosis, and they wound up putting a. a she was on a. She almost died. They. they anyhow, it was pretty bad. Uh, but it wasn't tuberculosis. It was something else. The doctors just couldn't identify it, so they just labeled it. They put her on a oxygen. Oh, are you hearing me today? Come on, believe you receive, Jesus said, and you will have it. Believe you receive. What do you believe in? Believe in what God said. Huh? There's a lot of great and precious promises in here. Isn't that good news? So what do you want to do? Don't worry. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need. Come on, ask, and you shall receive. The Bible says, seek, pursue after, and you will find. 
Knock and it shall be opened. But thank him for all he's done. Verse 7 says, then, verse 7 says, then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds, which is exceeding, it goes beyond, it passes all understanding to guard your heart and mind. I'll tell you right now, I feel like there's needs some peace in somebody's mind and heart today. Can you hear it? Thank you for listening to today. If you are wanting more of these timely messages and teachings, go to our website at Pursuit Church Mornington to find all the other ways you can access Pursuit Church ministry and messages.